This is Michael Nash, and welcome back to another episode of Selling the Sage Way. A few years back, when I was managing a team at Salesforce, we were sent a blind RFP from a company called Sandmark. We're a privately held company in the wholesale apparel space, doing over a billion dollars a year in sales and growing rapidly. If you've ever ordered company swag with your logo on it, such as a t-shirt, jacket, or backpack, there's a good chance Sanmar was the invisible back end of that process. The company had been built up from the ground floor by entrepreneur Marty Lott, who founded the business in 1971, and it now employs over 4,100 people. Personally, I've always had an aversion to RFPs in the entire process for a couple of reasons. To me, an RFP is a tool concocted by the buyer, typically the procurement organization, and it's designed to commoditize the seller's offering. It basically says if you don't follow our process and fill out our 150-page RFP, you have no chance for business. It does not allow for any communication with the customer other than written communication that must be made public to all the other vendors who are competing for the business. To me, that's a big issue because it does not allow you to dig deep into your customers' challenges and really understand their world. Since one of my guiding principles has always been we're in the business of providing solutions that meet our customers' needs, it makes the vendor's job very difficult in understanding those needs and if we have a possible solution because they put up this communication barrier that the RFP places between you and the customer. Frankly, I think it does both parties a disservice in the end. Secondly, and let's be honest here, RFPs do not even the playing field. They're typically written by the vendor who has the best relationship with the customer. That vendor chalks the field. In other words, they tilt the playing field in their direction, and if you're not the one chalking the field, I believe you're better off taking your ball and going home. After all, time is the only commodity we have in professional selling, and why waste it chasing an opportunity with a low probability when you could be investing in that time and opportunities that have a higher propensity to buy. So here's the situation. We received Sanmar's blind RFP, meaning we did not chalk the field. We're not allowed to talk live with the customer, and we know from experience and knowing the account that our chief competitor, Microsoft, wrote the RFP for for Sanmar. In fact, they did it with a partner organization that had been doing business with Microsoft for over 10 years and happened to be Microsoft's largest North American reseller partner. This partner also had significant uh, relationship with Sanmar and had been doing business with them for over five years. So obviously the deck was stacked against us, which was too bad for Sanmar because our solution from a competitive standpoint was generations ahead of what Microsoft had to offer. The market had spoken loud and clear. Salesforce was the future in this area and Microsoft was the past. So we huddled as a team to decide on how to proceed. Should we put our blindfolds on and invest the 50 man hours to properly respond to the RFP, or should we take our ball and go home? We decided to take our ball and go home. However, before letting Sanmar know formally of our decision, I had one idea. Let's let Sanmar know we're very interested in helping them pursue solutions to their challenges, but also let them know we don't believe the RFP process will vet out in a fair and equitable way Uh, who the best vendor is to help them solve their business challenges. So we would respectfully decline their invitation to the RFP. Sandmark Procurement confirmed the RFP was the only way to proceed, so we closed the opportunity and moved on. A couple of days later, my account manager, let's call him Benjamin, got a call from from the partner company who was helping Sandmark with the RFP, and he said he was surprised to hear we declined to participate 
and he asked if we would reconsider because he felt there was a fair chance that we could win. Benjamin asked a few questions to determine why they felt Salesforce had a chance. The partner firm provided some answers that made Benjamin reconsider. So the team huddled again. We wanted to reconsider our position. Here's what we decided. We would, in fact, complete and submit the RFP, but before making that commitment, we wanted an opportunity to meet face-to-face with each key line of business manager who would be impacted by the decision. Long story short, the partner company was able to convince Sanmar executives to allow this to happen. They argued that it was in their client's best interest to invest the time to meet with us and that we have a different type of selling process, one which was more consultative, which in turn would allow us first to understand why they were looking for a new solution and what was most important to them. Then we would be in a better position to let them know if we can help or not, and if we can, make sure we craft our RFP response more specifically to their challenges. If we can't, let them know that too so they don't waste their precious time reading through a 150-page RFP response just to find out that Salesforce isn't the proper fit. So everybody agreed and we set our flights. We spent a full day in Seattle and we met with their VP of Sales, Chief Marketing Officer, CIO, and Head of Operations. It was a great day. We connected. We connected at a human level. With each person, we found out what they were really trying to achieve and why. We put our face in the place, a key selling method that's imperative to winning large customers. They got to know us. We got to know them. Trust was beginning to form. We were not just words on a random RFP page. We felt, or they felt, our empathy, vulnerability, and we felt theirs. And they also felt our commitment to their business and, more importantly, to them as people who want to do well. For the purpose of brevity, I won't share all the details and just cut to the chase. About a month later, after we had been shortlisted, we were invited back to Seattle to present and demo for the executive team and some of their key leaders. It was a two-horse race at this point, Salesforce and Microsoft. In fact, Microsoft had been in the day before presenting and demoing to the same team at Sanmar. We heard it went well. So here we are about 45 minutes into a two-hour meeting, and all of a sudden, Marty Lott, the CEO and founder, stands up and he says, this meeting is over. And he has the partner company, the one managing the RFP process, meet him in another conference room. I'm standing there with Benjamin, my AE, NRSC, and we're somewhat dumbfounded. We're not sure what's going on. Did we say something to offend Marty? Had he already made his decision to go with Microsoft and didn't want to waste his time or his team's time? About 30 minutes go by, and the partner company invites us into a conference room where they announce, congratulations, Salesforce has been selected. They go on to tell us that Microsoft the day before came in with 12 people wearing business suits and delivered their standard generic presentation and demo. We came in wearing Sanmar plus Salesforce t-shirts we ordered from a Sanmar reseller, and we presented and demoed how our solutions specifically address their needs and the needs of the VP of sales, CMO, CIO, and head of operations. They said, Marty, the CEO, was so impressed in how well we knew their business, the rapport we had built with their key leadership, and the ideas we showed to address their challenges, he knew he wanted us as a partner. Needless to say, it was a very, very fulfilling win. My AE Benjamin went on to have an amazing year making President's Club, which only the top 5% of all AEs across the world do. I was fortunate to be the top RVP in a mayor that year and celebrated with Benjamin in Hawaii.
boy, that was fun. So the lessons learned are don't let a standard RFP process stop you from doing what is in the best interest of your customer. Change the game and don't be afraid to walk away if you feel the playing field is tilted in the wrong direction. And anchor yourself on what's best for the customer. And that is doing deep discovering and building relationships with people that actually have skin in the game. So I hope you found this episode useful. And as always, don't forget time as a professional seller is the only commodity we own. So utilize it wisely.